On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, we're going to be checking out, or at least talking about, a new Samurai Star Wars figure. We're going to be talking about some SDCC Star Wars exclusives you should be looking for if you're at the show. Some assholes stealing shit from Galaxy's Edge and selling it on eBay. And of course, we're going to get into some Episode 9 news. In particular, Daisy Ridley making the rounds and dropping some bombs. And finally, you know what we're going to do. It's a Friday show. We're going to hit the top five Star Wars artists of the week. Cue the music. Hey now everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Star Wars Time Show, and yes, it is the Friday edition, so that means Nick and I are going to be traversing throughout all things Star Wars, and that's news, it could be rumors, it could be speculations, and of course, you know what the Friday show brings, and that is the top five Star Wars artists of the week. Typically, those of you that post on Instagram are the ones that are going to be featured in that special. So Nick... To uh, start things off, you know, we, we kind of had our uh, intro guy to lay down the topics, uh, but we're, we're getting some new collectibles that fans of the show or just fans of Star Wars that may be interested in. In particular, we've got some new product shots, glamour shots for those of you that are in the know on, on the, uh, at least with the toy collecting business. Glamour shots, that usually means the, the stage, the, the most beautiful looking shots of a figure you could buy. But anyways, we, we got some new glamours for the uh, Samurai Captain Phasma, which is part of Bandai's My Show movie realization line. These are the one, like, I don't collect toys, Matt. You're the collector. Everybody knows that who listens to the show. But these samurai collectibles where, where they take a character, they turn it into like a samurai version of it. They, these have always caught my eye. And the first one I ever saw, I believe, was Samurai Vader. And I was just fucking oh, blown he, away. He's the best. He is the best. And I have both of them. There's there's two variants. There's Moon, Moonhead Vader and just standard Samurai Vader. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, so seeing these new ones where you have... Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma, First Order Trooper, all samuraied up. I mean, the the Kylo one, of course, looks fucking badass. Cause oh, he's the best. Yeah. He's, he is the best out of this sequel trilogy line. There's no doubt about it. I'll be the first one to tell you. The First Order Trooper, to me, looks dumb as fuck. His I head mean, he looks, looks too w- big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His face looks wonky as a motherfucker, but... Because I have the FOMO sickness with toy collecting, I still pre-ordered his dumbass. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and the sad thing is, where I pre-ordered him from, because I usually get my uh, Japanese imports. If I don't just get them right through Japanese online retail, retailer like Ninin Game or, uh, shit, what's the other one? Aki, or, wait, fuck, it's like Aki Aki. Either way, you guys know the toy collectors. If you if you can't get them right from the Japanese online retailers, you can usually expect them to show up on BigBadToyStore.com. So that's where I got, uh, that's where I did my pre-order on the First Order Trooper Samurai. And, and he sold out. So, Nick, wow. apparently enough idiots are out there like myself that are just going... We know deep down he looks dumb as shit, but we still have to have it's him. the It's the crossover. You get the crossover of the anime fans and the crossover of the Japanese culture fans and then the Star Wars fans. They all just fucking collide, and this shit flies off the shelf. 
I mean, looking at the Phasma one, that fucking samurai sword that is attached to her hip looks so cool and it fits yeah, it's, so well. I, I'm glad I'm glad you kind of pointed that out because unlike everyone else, this is a distinct looking sword. Most of these figures in the My Show line, at least Star Wars wise, all their uh, katanas have been the same. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're pretty much identical. If, if you look back up at the top shot there, and again, people, if you're following along, uh, hopefully in the in the cast draft post, you can see at least the, the image of the trooper, Kylo and Phasma. But if you look at the trooper's blade, that's pretty much what all of their blades have looked like. So they definitely, as Nick pointed out, went uh, to new lengths to style Phasma's sword. Yeah, it looks stand out it fits in so well with the armor that they put on her the stylized japanese samurai armor overall dude i think these look badass and like the way that they took kylo's blade and then turned it into a realistic looking sword is just yeah. so fucking badass. No, i mean do you, you i mean let, let's be real you don't collect the toys but you got an eye you're, you're not wrong yeah. kylo is the best sculpt out of these three it's just yeah Phasma is a close second. Uh, I honestly think if she had a cloth cape instead of, I'm assuming it's going to be rubber because there's been no cloth on any of these My Shows yet, she may rival Kylo. But, I mean, honestly, Kylo, just as you pointed out with Vader, takes the cake in this line. Oh, yeah. Beautiful stuff. So, so oh, It's just like they did some prequel ones, or at least Maul. And the Maul one is fucking fantastic. I mean, he may beat all of these. Yeah. So. I can only imagine. You know what's weird, dude, is no light side samurai. No light side samurai. See, we don't have nope. we don't have one Luke Skywalker. No Obi Wan. Well, well, think about it though. I mean, really, what are they doing here, Nick? They're they're modding the, the armor, armor because True. I mean the the Empire, the uh, Grand Republic, and now the First Order. I mean, we've said it before. They always dress the best. It's true. So it just makes sense that they would get badass looking action figures because i mean really what could you do with say a luke skywalker outside of maybe throwing a samurai helmet on him and giving him like an orange tunic yeah type of setup you know that's a that's a good point yeah there's not a lot of ways that you can stylize him you'd have to put him in some sort of like kendo gear where they're wearing right like a, you give him one of those masks that the samurai used to wear to make them look like they're smiling all fucking psychotic and shit <laughs> You know what? I just talked myself into it. Fuck it. Let's let's <laughs> let's go, Bandai. Make some goddamn rebel my show movie realization yeah. waves. Come on, bring, you can do bring it. Bring the light side in. Bring the light. I side mean, they, they dude, they did they did it for C three PO. C three PO has a variant of this. I've actually taken pictures of them. I haven't posted them yet because I think they suck. But if they do it for three PO, at least you know maybe let's get a fucking C or an R two in there. But I, I still contend you could. You could creatively, with costuming, at least bring in Leia, Luke, and Han, dude, and and Lando. Could you imagine if they took Chewie and you know, like I may be mixing cultures oh my God, here, a Chewie, a Chewie, like <laughs> if you if you did it though, but you didn't make him like a samurai, you made him like one of those those like mythical Japanese monsters, you know? Right. I mean, honestly, in my mind, I'm envisioning the uh, dog dragon from the never ending. Oh yeah. Like something like that. Exactly. Like you turn him into the dragon. Yeah. (laughs) Dragons were huge. I mean, they're still huge in Eastern culture. I think that was his name. There you go. Yes. Falcor. (laughs) Uh, Falcor and Atreyu. Yep. Yep. 
yeah. So no, I I, I 100% buy into that vision, dude. Yeah, that would I mean, be beautiful. Just write write the fucking screenplay. <laughs> Or draw up the documents for figures to be produced, and let's try to make some real money. Exactly. So, Matt, you said you pre-ordered these. These are one twelve scale. How much yeah, I, do I, these set you back? Uh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I believe if you if you can get them right from one of the Japanese retailers, you, you'll probably get them cheap in term. Not well. I don't want to say cheap. You, you probably get them from sixty bucks. Okay. But because it's from Japan, you're going to be spending upwards of 20 bucks to import it anyways. Uh, so if you go to, as I said, an American site that imports these Japanese online exclusive deals, you'll probably be looking to spend upwards of $90. Woo. That's for the trio uh, or for one? For a figure. One figure. I'm talking okay. solo. And, and I do now. I, I have, as I said, the first order, and I do have Kylo pre-ordered from BBTS, Big Bad Toy Store. And, and yeah, they're both eighty nine ninety nine. Whoa, I mean, but these are some badass looking figures. Like these, when I read that, these there's were no other way to get scale. them here, man. It, yeah. it, I mean, these these they're not like black series figures that you can go buy at Target and and fuck these days. I mean, people in the collecting space know this. Depending where you live, you, you can't even find fucking black series figures in stores. I mean, me personally. I, I kind of live in an urban part of Columbus, uh, that so the Target by me, they don't give a shit about collectibles. <laughs> yeah, they, all, they don't give a fuck. They care I mean, about they kids they have toys. like exactly they have the most basic assortment of Star Wars figures you can get. In fact, a lot of the Star Wars Black series they have are still from the Last Jedi. Wow. So we're talking, you know, two years, two and a half years old figures so i mean it is especially for these guys these uh, japanese figures the same as you know i've talked about sh figure arts you can't buy them in the states they're, they just they're not here so you're, you're gonna pay a pretty penny but these figures nick for you know 60 to 90 dollars to me they're, they're still worth it because of the detail the quality the sculpt the posability of these, so whatever, I pay it. Yeah, and I take it. I've seen some of the shots that you've put up of, of of these before on your Haywood Pop, and and they do look, they pose well, they look well. If you yeah. if you frame them well, these things look right. uh, incredible. They they bend in ways that a Black Series twenty dollar figure will not, e- even more so than the expensive SH figure arts or even Hot Toys. I mean, they, they, these have fantastic joints. For those of you in the game. Uh, so they are. They're, they're, they're fun to shoot. I just dropped a nice pick this week of the uh, Ashigaru Stormtrooper Heavy. It's a guy he he ships with like a Gatling gun. Oh yeah, I'm looking at that one right now. It looks. It is a sick looking shot. <laughs> right. So he, I mean, he what he is. He's essentially the samurai version of the Snowtrooper yep. from en- Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the line. I'll buy it regardless of the price. Uh, as Nick pointed out, he's not a collector, but the line just kind of catches your eye. Oh, yeah. so. it, it pops. Just, just be on the lookout. Uh, Captain's supposed to go up in July. Uh, again, going to be Japanese exclusive, but I can almost guarantee you that she will show up on BBTS, uh, maybe even Entertainment Earth. But I, I definitely have Kylo and the First Order pre-ordered through BBTS, so there's no doubt in my mind that Phasma will be there as well. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so uh, up next, more collectibles, dude. And uh, we kind of got the official rollout, uh, all but, I believe, one item from StarWars.com itself 
of the exclusives coming to SDCC 2019. And honestly, Nick, I'll be the first one to tell you before we get into this. I, I even whittled down the exclusives to the ones that I would be inclined to buy because there are many others than the one that I, we put up on the post here. Yeah, and I mean, what's really special about a lot of these is it's, they go for the vintage look. And yeah. a lot of the, the, the figures that we see now, obviously, they're, they're updated. They're, they're built using the best technology out there. It, it looks like for SDCC, we're going back to the, the old look, the Kenner look of the vintage toys that first came out when Empire was hitting yeah, like the movie the, screen. The hokey, bullshit, 1970s, yeah. plastic resin, shitty mold look. Yeah, exactly. Like this first but, one we But see. no, honestly, dude, yeah, the, the first one here, and I believe I pointed this out to you at Celebration because I think he was there possibly. Uh, I want this very badly. Yeah. And this is the Kenner-inspired six-inch Boba Fett Black Series it's going to be at booth 3329 at SDCC. And luckily it says online. I don't know what in type quantities it will be. Uh, but but this guy is, it's a Boba Fett that is kind of styled, more so colored in the vein of the classic Boba Fett Kenner fit. That's what I was going to say. So that's what really pops about the Boba is the coloring. I mean, if you... Oh, yeah. It's it's wonky as shit. Yeah, it's... it's way... Like, the yellow, yellow's way too pronounced. The green's way too bright. Yeah. Uh, the helmet's almost muted looking. Yeah. The, the, but it's awesome. The colors are completely wrong, but it looks fucking cool. And that's what really stands out about it is... You look at people look at Boba Fett. They've seen him so many times. They have this image of Boba Fett in their head, and then you see this figure, and your brain just kind of goes like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Right. One of something's not right. Yeah. Something's not right when you look at it. But that's why it's right. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's really fun. And then, like you said, Matt, you kind of pared down the list a little bit. If, but if we go down, I mean, there's a ton of great shit here. There's a hundred and twenty dollar one six scale bust of a Sand Trooper. Like that's that looks pretty sick. And it's a it's a it's a odd looking sand trooper i yeah. think that's why i threw it up there because i'm not a huge bus guy i mean there was a point in time where i'd buy statues i mean one of my most prized collectibles is a hulk maquette from the first avengers but it is a statue it's a damn near 700 hundred dollar statue Jeez. Uh, but it, in this day and age especially now that i like to take pictures of these fucking things it, the static statue just doesn't do it for me but this sand trooper just kind of looked unique to me i mean the, the helmet is is very odd i was gonna say it almost looks like an old school football helmet like one of those leather football yeah helmets exactly and, and, and i i didn't copy the full description there's a part of me that feels like this is based on a uh macquarie concept piece i was gonna ask that because it does because i mean dude even look at the face of the helmet yeah I mean, that's not Stormtrooper stand. Yeah, no, that looks almost like a, a mix between Stormtrooper and Scout Trooper. If right. you kinda... I mean, th th this to me has Ralph written all over it. I, I just I didn't do the research. We're lazy. We're assholes. We're stupid. We've told you that in our description. Uh, it, it, this just this is not a I'm telling you right now, this is 100 percent not a standard Sand Trooper. I'm going, there's a Macquarie influence here. I wouldn't doubt that. And, I mean, if that's the case, if there is some Macquarie in here, then this is something that would definitely be worth Right. Owning. I mean, it, like I said, it, it's cool looking. I yeah. wouldn't put it up here if I didn't think it was cool looking because there, there are plenty of things I left off of this list. But, um, yeah, so 
Uh, the next set here, this is one I probably wouldn't pick up, but I think it's badass, and it's the special action figure set, which is a triple set of Luke in, in various uh, outfits, if you will. I mean, we do play with toys and dress them up. <laughs> uh, but, Nick, what you get here, you get uh, Luke f- from A New Hope in his Stormtrooper disguise. You also get him as an X-Wing pilot, and then you finally get him in his Jedi Knight uh, kind of wannabe tunic and robe yeah with the uh, green boy lightsaber and then you got his right and these the, the the problem here at least for me and i don't want to say it's a problem because when it comes when it comes down to it i initially started collecting standard figure sizes which are the three and three quarter inch but that that's what these are man these are not the six inch black series guys these are the little palm of your hand less than four inch motherfuckers yeah and those are like you've told us in the in the cast before those are a little bit more difficult to get good shots with and well that's why i'm blown away by three and three quarter inch um photographers i mean there's one guy we we've shared i think it's nostalgic box i mean ridiculous skill at shooting these minis yeah i I mean ridiculous ridiculous yeah i think two weeks ago we had a, a photographer with three and three quarter inch in there as well i think it was a kylo and yeah i mean if you if you find the right figure and you have the the right you know image in your mind that you want to bring to life then these can pop as well as anything else but they they just yeah i mean this luke set just looks fantastic yeah so it's it's definitely one to own if you are a fan of the old school vintage kenner look and then obviously luke skywalker from the three you know different movies so um, very solid collection right here. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, really, from here, Nick, it's <laughs> these are all not many fun, not bits. many more figures. So they're more like knickknacky yeah. stuff. So I mean, we, we encourage you to look. I mean, there, there's going to be a Hot Wheels mouse droid. Uh, I'm always into the chibi style, so that's why I threw up these character bag clips. <laughs> the bag clips, dude. I might need to get those. If those yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, like I said, I, I mean, that's why I became obsessed with Funko Pops I mean, and Mighty Mugs before that. I love the chibi art form. Yeah, I mean, look at our fucking logo. It's just yeah, us exactly, two exactly. in chibi art form. So I, I'm not going to lie, this this multicolored rainbow Vader is enticing to me. Yeah. Just because it's in the style of the Kenner Vader from the 70s. Uh, plus, he's going to be available from Entertainment Earth, so maybe it'll be online. I might try to snag it. I mean, really, some of the other stuff, it's just like, you know, it's stuff I'd love to have. Would I kill myself to get it? No. The, where the figures, yeah, I'd probably would kill myself to get it. I mean, you got, like, some nice stuff for Han. You got some cr- Christmas ornaments. The, you got a, a nice little protein shaker. I oh guess. my god! Yeah, the shaker bottle. <laughs> 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 Fucking socks, hey, dude. How about that Nixon watch? There? I, I will say I have looked at the Nixon watches, the Star Wars Nixon watches, so many times, and I'm like, I want to get it, but I know I'm not going to wear Man, it because I don't wear three hundred fifty dollars oh, yeah. for this one. They dude. are not cheap. They're not cheap. But, uh, dude, the Stormtrooper one that came out probably two, three years ago, it might have been First Order Trooper around when uh, TFA or TLJ dropped, looks so slick. It was oh, all yeah. white. I mean, Nixon makes fantastic timepieces in general, and then the Star Wars line is just taking it well, to I'm glad level. you at least know how to pronounce the name brand because <laughs> I believe my dumbass called it Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking moron. It's okay. The, like at one point in time in America, we had pre- President Nixon. That's right. That's the alcohol influence <laughs> stewing in Matt's brain. Uh, I'm not even like that drunk tonight. That's the problem. 
I'm just a fucking idiot. And I'm not going to lie. Cinch bags to me are stupid, but I'd love to have this one with red and blue straps. Yeah, I know. Just simple Star Wars colored straps and then that little patch at the bottom that says Star Wars Fuck on it. Yeah. Fuck I will yeah. say 25 so, bucks. Why not? The one thing that I got, actually, I didn't get it. My girlfriend bought it for me when we were at uh, Celebration this year. She bought us both socks, Star Wars socks. And I oh, got, no shit. yep, so it was, it's this brand of socks called Stance, and they are incredibly comfortable. So if you're out there, you want to Is that see, who these people are with the socks here? I think it is. I think it's Stance, again, because they have. Because it's like, I mean, they have like blueprints yep. of uh, vehicles, it looks like, on these socks. Yeah, so the one, the pair that she got is is Boba, and it has Han and Carbonite on them. Oh, yeah, and, that's nice. And then the ones that I got are, um... Uh, X-wing pilot Luke and Vader. I mean, there. Yeah, man, I, I love. I mean, <laughs> to me, socks are one of the greatest pieces of clothing out there. I've always been a fan of obnoxious-looking socks, loud-looking socks. Dude, go uh, to. So there's there's gonna be three sets at SDCC that are pretty bad. Oh yeah. So you you need to you and then anybody else listening who's also into these wonky socks. You need to check out Stance Socks, S-T-A-N-C-E. They have an entire Star Wars line. Go pick up a pair. They're comfortable. They look cool. Fantastic stuff. Oh, and by the way, anyone that's going to be at SDCC, if you're listening, I need some of this shit, so hook me up. I mean, if anything, get me the motherfucking Boba Fett 6-inch. So if we got any... Um, I I may or may not have a Hasbro Pulse Premium Reserve Spot already. Wink. Wait, <laughs> non-transferable, but I can tell you right now, if they run it like they ran Star Wars Celebration, it doesn't matter. I am a short white guy. You could show up and be a tall black guy, and they'd still accept you as Matt Haywood. That's it. That's all you got to say is your name. So, hey, the- I'm putting it out there right now. If you're going to be at SDCC, I've got a VIP pass for the Hasbro line for Friday of SDCC. See, that's what that's what's featured on the, on the floor right. of Star Wars Celebration gets right. you. You listening? You listening? <laughs> so I, I'll be more than happy to try to transfer it to you with the hopes that they're not going to bust you. But if I do, I expect something in return, i.e. give me that fucking Boba Fett. Beautiful. Beautiful All stuff. Right. Uh, the Funko Pops, Nick, we kind of talked about this <laughs> beforehand. It's over, my friends. I, I'm finally putting it out into the universe, the galaxy, if you will. My Funko Pop obsession on all levels is done. Haywood. It's killed. I kind of knew it was dead at Celebration when I had no motivation to wait in the line to get the Mall Pop and the Watto, even though I had a pass to get into the Quick Line. It's over. I'm putting it out there right now. My Funko Pop collecting hobby is done. Man. Star Wars, Marvel, all of them. It's done. I haven't even been able to buy the most recent standard wave of Star Wars pops, which is a sign to me I'm done. That is, and it makes me sick because I have over 700 sitting in my basement that I just want to disappear. It's it's the end of an era. Haywood, it pop, is. It's huge. Pops it's no huge. more. Look at that. Well, here's here's the deal on the handle. I think I'm going to keep Haywood Pop because the whole pop thing can be it's universal. Pop culture, whatever. Uh, I do have plans to change my avatar. Yep. 
get rid of a little squatty pop looking haywood and just literally going with text-based stuff i need to run it by nick and, and my wife to see if they look like shit because i suck at design it's done it's sad it, it really is sad it just funko brian mariotti they've just gotten their balls have gotten too big they're too arrogant they, they've taken on too many licenses they've kind of robbed the entire line of the magic it had and Really, from 2010 to 2016, 17, it's just the market is so flooded with pops now. Nothing is special about them. Uh, The whole reason we're even talking about them, the exclusives at fucking SDCC are just more reprints chromed with a different color. It's just, it's old, it's getting tired. There's just, there's, there's no air of, of, mysticism for me anymore with the Funko Pop line. It just seems like every store you walk into now has Funko Pops on the shelf. Exactly, like, man. It's... Exactly. It just they they went from being this kind of you know, street level movement like, "Hey man, Pops. What do you mean Pops? Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, exclusive shit. You can only get them here." But now it's like, "Hey, fuck it. They they there there's no special air about these things anymore." And it's sad because they look better than ever. And what makes it worse is just, I mean, the Star Wars line in particular has just gotten stupid. They've always had these fucking bases yeah, that make no goddamn sense. No other pop lines have these. They're the bobblehead type, so they suck in general, just like the Marvel pops are still bobblehead. I don't know why the fuck they're bobbleheads. But, uh, Nick, worst of all, especially for people like me that used to like to take pictures of these motherfuckers, outside of the fact that Original Funko, their social media team, sucks dick (laughs) and doesn't promote any fucking good Funko photography, they're all about sharing the basic shit of someone just popping a pop out of a fucking box and taking a picture with their fucking smartphone. But they won't pay attention to anyone like me or the thousands of pop photographers on Instagram that put time, money, and effort into staging pump shot or pop shots. So fuck them there, anyways. But they just they they've ruined it. Yeah, they've ruined it. Yeah, the line to me is it, it's soiled, it's poisoned, it's oversaturated, and and really the fact in the end, like I was saying, my initial point for toy photographers, the fact that they've started gluing these fuckers to the base. That's it. Fuck off, Funko. It's over. If you go look at Matt's feed right now, the last Funko photo you will see is of L3. That that's I and and okay, I, I'm <laughs> glad you brought it up, Nick. I'm not completely over yet, but it's not because I'm going out and taking new active shot of 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 pops. I still I am someone that sucks at post processing in photography. I hate it. I am jealous of all you assholes that get a brand new figure, shoot it, process it, and share it within the same day. (laughs) I literally, Nick, still have figures that were new last summer in a two-shoot box (laughs) because of how much I suck at post-processing. And just, just, I've ruined this hobby for myself. We kind of talked about last week. I put the question out there. Do any other you assholes, have you ruined the hobby for yourself because you feel like if you get a new toy, you have to shoot it? That, that's where I'm at. I've, I've fucked it all up, as I do with most things that I enjoy in life. You know, 
I think, well, one, this shot of L3 is fantastic. I think that the work that you did on it really makes it stand out. It makes it exciting. And like you were saying, and like you said in the past, pops are very hard to make dynamic because they're not posable. But this shot of L3 is fantastic. And two, I think you have a genuine passion and that's just what makes it so hard for you because you do like you put everything into the work that you do with you know not only your photography but everything else so like when you feel like you're getting behind or you're you know you're you're taking longer than you would like to do a project you really get down on yourself but but having known you for as long as i have having followed you since you know since knowing about your photography I think that your work is stellar, and I mean, that's been proven time and time well, again. Well, I, I, I always appreciate it, but uh, we've talked about this. You did that <laughs> excellent article on the IG algorithm. It's just anymore, it, it, and I know I shouldn't feel like, oh, hey, no one's appreciating my work, but in the end, what's the point of sharing it if you're not looking for feedback? So when I get the feedback of not many likes and not much reach, it's like, okay, I suck. Yeah, that one's on. It, 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 and the problem is, it, it's not even in, like I'll, I'll look at other accounts where, and we've talked about this offline, and you've agreed with me. I've shown you accounts, man, where I am not even remotely close to the legends in toy photography. And I know I talk shit about myself. That's just, I am. I'm, I'm half glass empty. I hate myself in general. <laughs> But I will say there are some times where I'm like, my my work is not that bad. And if there's guys that can literally, literally take a figure, stand it statically in a basic pose, and spray some fucking smoke on it and get two thousand likes, what do you what do you want me to feel, guys and girls? What what do you want me to think? Yeah, I don't know. Instagram is a fucking weird beast, especially now. Like we've talked about, and we put out the article uh, this week. It's it's just become a crapshoot. Like Instagram is almost like a complete crapshoot now, with the 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 changes that they've made to their algorithm yeah. and how everything works now, pushing people towards you, advertising. You pretty much laid out, in fact, if you didn't already have a massive audience with good organic reach, you are fucked. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, that, that's that's the basic message of your post, yeah. is listen, if you weren't already getting organic reach, you're never going to get it now unless you pay. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's tough sledding from here on out, and that's by design. That's just, you know... Oh, I know. It's a, it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking bummer, man, because there are some times... And you know I hate myself and I hate my work. There are some times where I'm like, man, I think this is going to be a good one. People are going to like this. And it goes nowhere, and it literally makes me want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> Never do that, but I feel you. I do feel Speaking you. Speaking of sharing, face, sharing shots, I actually planned to share one tonight, and I've missed the window by eight minutes. Oh, what the hell. It's all right. Get them next time around. Anyway. We're talking about the SDCC figure, so, yeah, there, so there's going to be some cool shit. Yeah. Buy me stuff. Maybe buy something for Nick, but he really doesn't like if, collectibles. If you're so. going to get me one thing, if you if you feel it in your heart to get the Star Wars <laughs> Time Boys one thing from SDCC, the one thing that I would like, I don't know why, but I like display pieces, so that Yavin Metal, I think would look pretty dope if I had that on like a bookshelf. 
you know, like there on a stand, go. like where I could drape the, 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 uh, like the neck piece over it and then have the metal showing. I think that would look badass, but you know, I'm just putting it out there. I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad you pointed out that one. I feel like they put that in there because of its, um, focus in the Tross trailer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, pr- that's a good call. Yeah, I definitely think that that played into it because if you think of it in any other way, like the the Yavin metal really hasn't been showcased in any other movie except episode four. And it's not a particularly special year for episode four because the 40 year for episode four is 2017. So, um, yeah, it's definitely has to do for the Tross trailer. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right, because the last time the um, Yavin metal made an appearance was it was a uh, I believe it an exclusive item to buy at star Wars celebration 2017 makes sense. like a badge holder. And I have it. Yeah. It's like a mini metal, but it's a badge. Holder. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense. So next up we have a piece on just general scum and villainy is kind of how I'll put this. Um, it's a piece around some, some star Wars galaxies edge items making their way onto online this resellers. is basically what nick's dirty ass is going to be doing <laughs> in november so it could be you know I, I i need a little bit of extra money here and there so this this might <laughs> play into my plans and basically what we're seeing now is now that disneyland's galaxy's edge is open to the public a lot of items whether they be commonplace within galaxy's edge or not so commonplace are starting to make their way onto sites like ebay for really ridiculous and outlandish prices. So um, an example of the stuff that, that people who've been to Galaxy's Edge are throwing up online for people to bid on are like the fucking Coke bottles that you can get, like empty Coke bottles that you can get from Galaxy's Edge. Now, if you haven't seen these yet, it's not a typical Coke bottle. Yes, these are very special. They're they are uh oh I'll, i i dude you, you best be taking a coke bottle oh yeah like th- these i don't think is a big deal for people jacking no yeah i mean these coke bottles i mean one you probably i mean at most these are five dollars a bottle i know that's still expensive but um, it, it, what do you get like these look you might get eight ounces yeah it's definitely it. not a typical 16 ounce bottle you're getting less than that but so you have those little bottles out there, which, OK, people could collect these. I could see that. Um, but you also get stuff like somebody jacked a, like a restaurant menu from one of the restaurants within Galaxy within Galaxy's Edge and sold the menu online. They have these items called ship tokens, which almost look like little coasters that, that people are now hawking online. The Disneyland guide map, which you can literally get for free as soon as you walk into the park people are selling online the galaxy's edge guide map again for free and this is the most ridiculous one i've seen somebody stole a stylized spork from a restaurant in galaxy's edge and sold it online for four hundred dollars jesus christ (laughs) and i have the images of these things posted in the in the uh in the article on starwarstime.net and if you look at this spork Yes, it's not a typical spork, but it's not worth fucking four hundred dollars. Hey, bro! Now I think you're you may finally be understanding the sickness of Star Wars collectors. It's insane, dude! And like, yeah, I, I not a bone in my it's a body. Sickness, man! Like, I mean, they, they, dude, it wasn't Star Wars, but I, I, I'll never. I mean, again, we were just talking about pops. 
there are pops that I've bought where I don't even want to discuss the prices I paid for them. I mean, because they were exclusives, I couldn't get SDCC this, that, or the other thing. But it, I get it. I, I, I get why people are jacking this shit. And I also get why there's dumb enough assholes out there to pay the money for it. it it's, it's a sickness that George has inflicted upon us. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like the prices that some of these people are paying for these quote unquote collector's items, they could just fucking insane. go to the park themselves and buy them. App, dude. I mean, the the fork thing is fucking mind boggling. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll overspend for toys and collectibles, but if you ever hear me spending four hundred dollars on a fucking sport, <laughs> please stop being my friend. I mean, I might have to. I mean, that's not even a question. Like, if that if it yeah, comes just, to just just delete the goddamn website. Yeah, at that I'll, point. like I, I'm gonna have to get in touch with your wife. Tell her to fucking. Put I'll, I'll tell a, you right where to go. You just find the public underscore HTML file on the server and delete it. Because <laughs> that'll get rid of the whole goddamn site. I mean, but it's just, it just blows my mind. I guess for me, it's like, I know that I'm going. So I know that I have the opportunity to get these things. And, you know, so it's not. See, that, that's a weird thing, man. It's like, if it's hard to explain to non-collectors. It's not even a, oh, I could go there myself. It's just a, I have to have it. Yeah. It's something that people don't have and you can't buy in stores. It's stolen. It's unique. It, it, it's, we, I, I, it's weird. Only collectors will understand it. Uh, while I think this is absolutely insane, I understand it 100%. Yeah. So it is. It's an interesting, like the collecting subculture. Not even just Star Wars. Like collecting subculture. Oh, but is... but no, you're right. I mean, across the board, collecting is is odd. Collectors are odd. But I would I would say that Star Wars collectors are probably the most odd in terms of the lengths they'll go to to score unique collectibles and the money they will spend on said unique. Yeah, exactly. Like and and then what is considered unique too? I mean, there there are some obscure items that people have related yeah, to I Star mean, Wars. Yeah, I mean, like the other picture you have, there's dumb asses here buying fucking menus. Yeah. Or the, or the goddamn park map. Yeah, it it makes no sense. <laughs> like I just I, I guess I, I guess you're right. Like my brain just doesn't have. Dude, that it is. It, it's it's it doesn't make sense to a non-collector. It makes 100% sense to me. Yeah. I, Does that mean it should make sense? No. Dude, there's this. This, this is not normal behavior at all. So there, there's. I'm not trying to justify this. This is fucking weird shit. It is. It's super. There's one thing that I actually I didn't put on here because I thought it was so outlandish. It, it was a cup. Somebody had a cup that they took from a restaurant. God. It was just a see-through ass cup. Like it wasn't yeah. even specially yeah. designed. And the cup, the 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 tag on the on the listing for it said, "This cup held blue milk," and that was it. <laughs> it was just a fucking. It was just, it was a clear cup. See, no, I mean, dude. I, at this point, honestly. I look at anyone buying these materials; they're just douchebags. It's like they're they're pre- they're probably sick human beings. Like they need help. Like there's something. It's it's like as you said. I mean, you could honestly just wait for a family member or a long distance relative to go there in the next five to ten years, and you get the same shit for free. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not like any of these are 
brand new park opening VIP exclusives. I mean, these these are items you could literally get there any day at any time. Yeah, I mean, if if it was something that was like a super exclusive, like if this they, they in one of the shots that I have on the on the post, they show a DJ Rex pop Funko pop. If that was like we're only selling these for the first three weeks the parks open. After that, done. No more. Yeah, yeah. Then of yeah, fine. People will start paying thousand dollars for or whatever but like if this is literally going to be on the shelf every fucking day this thing is open like yeah it's just wait mind-boggling yeah you know like fucking rip out the millennium falcons hyperdrive controls from the ride and sell that yeah okay that that would be enticing <laughs> beat up a park employee and steal their fucking batu costume <laughs> sell that like this shit come on yeah it's like the only reason it's going up is because they know people will buy it. Oh, yeah. People because that, that's the fucking disturbing part of this piece. Oh, yeah. It's all this shit is going too. like you. You may be thinking like, oh, they're putting this up and nobody's buying it. No, people are buying these things like people are buying used Coke bottles that are empty. People are buying menus from restaurants. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the fucking Coke and Sprite bottles are awesome. Look, yeah. But I'll just wait until Nick goes or I go myself in the next couple of years because guess what? They're still going to be making Exactly. Them. So, but yeah, I just, I saw this scroll across my news feed. I on, did too. I'm glad you picked and up I was on like, it because me as a fuck? collector, I couldn't even entertain it. I was like, <laughs> man, this is, this is like too far yeah. in terms of being a collector. This is going a little bit past my comfort zone. Little, it's definitely for the, for the more eccentric of the collectors. So, um, if you are going to Galaxy's Edge and you're a scumbag and you want to try to make some money, yeah, just steal some <laughs> shit and send it to myself or Nick. Yeah, and then that's or it. Or really me because he's going in a few months. That's it. There we go. And you know his dead ass isn't stealing shit for me and, and shipping it my way. <laughs> All right. So, so, Matt, next up we have the first piece of resistance news we've I know, had in a I while. know, I know. And that's really the only reason I put it up, because if you really get into the meat of the article, it, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, let's just go jerk ourselves off. Yeah. But, but we, um, we got a new game, a new Resistance yep. mobile game coming out. Yeah. And th- this came, I actually was tipped off from this from Mr. Christopher Sean, a.k.a. Kazuda Zayano. Uh, we follow him on Instagram. He follows us. He's a great guy. You should definitely check him out. Anyways... He kind of threw this up there, so I was like, oh, I'll kind of follow the lead. I'll dive down the rabbit hole. And lo and behold, there is a new Star Wars Resistance mobile game that is actually offered through the Disney Now app. And it's uh, just called Star Wars Resistance Racer Game. And, and really, Nick, from what we could see in the trailer and whatnot, it kind of looks like a... I don't want to call it a full-on endless runner, but it, it's in that vein to where you're, you, you know, you're going to create your own ship. You can style it a bit, not that much. You can change colors and whatnot. But it looks like the main crux of the game is going to be flying your racer through the ringlets that the aces flew through in the series. Yeah, so it's not anything that's, you know, transformative like Swago or anything like that, but... Oh, Swigo, man. How about all that shit that dropped this week? Jesus Christ. Dude, I mean... Geo-territory battles. Yep, yep. A new Kenobi capital Kenobi, ship. Kenobi capital ship, yeah, I know. I'm oh, my God. Just... I know that's going to fuck my arena run, which, by the way, I'm now ranked six in my shard. There you go. There you go. But now that... I know, you know as well as I do, now that once motherfuckers start unlocking Kenobi, 
it's going to reset the meta, and I'm fucked anyway. So the $60 you guys forced me to spend <laughs> is now essentially useless. I mean, but you're you're in a top-flight guild, though, so you should be able to do those no those new Geonosis territory Oh, we're struggling. No, dude, we're try- that's hard. I don't know what you guys are doing with the TB, the GOTB. That shit's legit. It is I mean, very that, hard. That is a that is a motherfucking challenge. Yeah, my 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 guild tried to make a run at it, and we were just not not prepared. Have you gotten like any stars yet? We or? we we got one star on like the because the first phase I believe hasn't even ended yet because this one's different. It's only four phases, so yeah. you get more time per phase. Yeah. So what we essentially what we did was, I mean we quickly realized that we weren't going to be able to progress because we weren't going to be able to get a star on each in phase one. So everybody dumped their shit into one territory and we got one star. <laughs> we got one star on it. But I was like, even the challenges within that are pretty, like, they're no joke for just the oh, first one. Like, I, I mean, dude, my you, you know, my roster's way more advanced than yours. Yeah. I couldn't beat a single node four or four. Yeah, I, I got three or four. On one of the nodes, and that's as far as I got. I was like, "Holy fuck!" This fired it up. That shit was crazy. But then, yeah, you got Grand Arena Championships in there now. Oh yeah, that's the other thing going on. So I mean, this was all stuff that we heard about. Well, Grand Arena Championships was something. I'm almost the Bronzium. I'm five points away from Bronzium division. I I'm kind of creeping up there a little bit. I'm I might be close to. I have to see where I am, but I think I might be close to Bronzium as well. Uh, and I definitely lost my second round match. This guy had a legit D set up. See, that's and, what uh, he's gonna beat me eleven oh five to nine eighty eight because I struggled wiping some of his fucks. Yeah. That so like that's one thing that I'm still trying to figure out is like, do I set my top tier from what I can see, people are saving their top tiers for attack and not defense. But like I don't know, dude. I feel like for me, because like no matter what you set in defense, you get the same shit. Like you always get 450. But I feel like if I don't set my top tier stuff in defense, then it's just going to get walked through. Like people are going to run. Oh, no. I, 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 I put my best on D. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. And I've been I mean, my, my D, my, uh, my Revan's on my D. I got a Bastilla squad on D. My Night Sisters are on D. My Bounty Hunters are on D. Uh, Ewoks D, First Order D, and then, you know, I roll CLS, Treya, Sith, whatnot on offense. Yeah, so that's... This guy just, I mean, he he had damn near 500,000 more GP than me, too. Oof, so. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough matchup. I, I did all right. I mean, I'll take the 1105 to 988. I don't like it, but he, he just had a wall here. I'm looking, he's got a full gold Treya squad... And a full gold bounty hunter, and I just I had nothing left. Yeah, so. that's that's kind of where I've fucking pissed me <laughs> off because I won my first match, and now I'm gonna get bumped. I was in second place, now I'm gonna get probably bumped down the fucking fourth. Yeah, I'm in the same boat too. So, but yeah, I mean like a lot of shit coming to Swago. They have this new game for Galaxy. I mean for uh, Star Wars Resistance. And look, if it is an endless runner, you know, that's fine. Those endless runner games were really popular probably three, four years ago, and I haven't played one in a long time. But it's, you know, it's cool to have these themed Star Wars games, especially after Resistance, their newest property. So, and yeah, the, my only issue here, dude, and honestly, I would have downloaded it 
as soon as I post it. It's the fact that it's lumped into the Disney Now app just leads me to believe it's probably a fucking piece of trash. Yeah, I mean, the, the video that you see in the trailer <laughs> looks smooth, but I can't imagine that it's actually going to uh, yeah, run like I mean, that. I, I probably should just download Disney Now on the phone and check it out, but I, I bet it's hokey as shit. Yeah, actually, I have Disney Now on my phone. I haven't booted it up yet to play the game, but I'll, I'll, I'll oh, you give almost you... Just yeah. While we're talking, fire that shit up and see what you can figure out, and just jump in whatever topic we're on and let us know. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll crank it up and see if it's yeah, even, just just see what it's like and just see if it's straight garbage or not, and I'll, I'll kind of lead us into this next one, which is our really kind of the the juiciest topic of the show, and it, it it's all a result of Daisy Ridley kind of hitting the press tour to promote her new film Ophelia, which I believe is. Shakespearean in nature. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I haven't e- I haven't even seen it in theaters. I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know if it's even going to have a wide release. Uh, either way, I, I love Daisy. I think she's a class act and, and a great actress. So uh, go see it if if you can. But anyways, as most actors do when they're on these press junket tours, uh, sometimes they get asked the same shit over and over, and sometimes they may reveal stuff that they may not have meant to reveal, or they're just kind of giving the host some content to make the host feel like they've done their job. And and Daisy, I think this week, has, has done a great job at not only kind of promoting her film, but also building in some more hype for Tross, if it really even needs it. So it all kind of started out earlier in the week, Nick, where there was a report that Daisy would, in fact, show up in other Star Wars movies outside of Episode Nine. Uh, there was no concrete information to that it was just this one site we got this covered don't really know who they are yep. it, it was a pretty brazen claim there's no backup outside of our source so whatever that we put that out there but now today as she's made the rounds she, she's kind of clarified that rumor nick and and she has said with authority and again i i think this is me or us kind of calling other star wars sites out to like hey, hey people read the fucking fine print before you start typing up your post titles. Because if you go to most sites today, they're pretty much saying, yeah, Daisy really says she's not in Ryan Johnson's movie, but she's going to be in another movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly that. I mean, if we go, you know, we've heard Kathleen Kennedy said that it's possible that these, you know, these sequel trilogy actors can make their way back into star Wars movies in the future. But it's definitely not saying that like she's going to be in another movie soon and clearly not going to be in Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I mean, it's already been put out there that Ryan Johnson's new trilogy is going to take place in a story uh, setting that is outside of anything that we've seen before. It's not going to be connected to any of the Skywalker trilogy or saga stuff. So it, it makes no sense. That, that Daisy's character of Ray would be in there. So, you know, her saying this is just basically, you know, saying the obvious that... that right, know. right. So that was the lead, but there were sites running with the quote she gave BuzzFeed on the whole, yeah, I'm not in Ryan's trilogy, implying that what she said still means she is going to be in other movies. And I, I just... At first, I kind of bought into it. I'm not going to lie. I'm like... I was like, okay, yeah, I could see that. But if you really read it here, so here's here's the quote or the exchange in particular I'm talking about, Nick. So this is with BuzzFeed. So this is BuzzFeed saying to Daisy. 
So the last film in the current Star Wars trilogy, The Rise of Skywalker, is done, but there's rumors that your character Rey may be in the next trilogy. Can you comment? Is that true? Are you thinking about it? All right, so Daisy says, I mean, I can't, I can say I'm not in the next trilogy. No. I think, because Ryan always said, if it's the Ryan one or it's the guys that did Game of Thrones, I'm not sure. Whichever one it was, they always said it was going to be a separate story, so I'm not, no. All right, Nick, so <laughs> it's that last line that people latched onto, implying that when she said a separate story, oh, that's her talking about her other movies. No, no. if you read what she's saying, she's explaining to the guy, listen, I can tell you with 100% fact, I am not in Ryan's trilogy because it's always been described as a separate story. Exactly, yes. That is you what she's what saying. saying because, she's not saying okay, that there's because, another story that's just for her. Yeah. Right, because there are people that, w- that were out there today, and I almost bought into it saying, oh, that's her not denying she's in other movies, but just denying she's in Ryan's. But I will, I will contend... Her answer does not shut the door completely. No, I mean, the way, well, one, the way that she kind of stumbled through saying I mean, no. I can say, <laughs> yeah. that, dude, that is pretty revealing to me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's pretty much the company line when you are involved in a project that is not to be made public. Yes, exactly. So I, I think that she's definitely heard of something that she could be in in the future. I think she knows that it's out there. It's a possibility. We talked about it from Celebration. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy is literally on record. Yeah. Like on mic, on video, explaining that she thinks the sequel cast, or at least a few members from it, will undoubtedly appear in future film or TV projects. Yeah, that's that can go without saying. I mean, like we said before we booted up the cast, they brought out the OT guys and girls 40 years after those movies came out. So once you make a Star Wars trilogy, you ain't done anytime soon. Lucasfilm has you for life. And I think Daisy, and that's no different for Daisy and Oscar and John, um... I really do hope that they continue to use these characters sooner rather than later. I don't want to get 40 years down the line and then bring back like old Ray. Cause well, I ain't going to be alive in 40 <laughs> years. So yeah, unless they, unless we have some sort of fucking uh, miracle drug that comes through that can save people from, from the no, brink of death. There's no way we're <laughs> like, all, we're all dead. Yeah. We're all dead in the next 40. So years. I'm hoping that like in an ideal state, I would really like to see, if the God Boy, well, we know the God Boys are next. They, their trilogy is next. It's spaced out over six years. I say you give oh, that what six. A fucking shame. I know, right? It's still. I hate a, that you even reminded me of that fact. It's still a gut punch. But I say what you do is you do that. God Boys get their their six years of Star Wars. Then you come back with the sequel trilogy crew, and Ryan. Like, yes, it can be a different setting or it can be a different story that doesn't have to be linked to the Skywalkers, but I still think you could involve these characters. Now, maybe Ryan doesn't want to, you know, write a story that is linked to um, the Skywalkers in any way, whether it be Rey, Kylo, or, or, or anything. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, at this point, there, I, I am kind of taking the heart. There will be no other Skywalkers. Yeah. So, but you can't just write off a character like Ray or Finn or Poe 
unless you give them a gracious death and not. I just, like, okay, they're just gone. Yeah. Like, these motherfuckers that are probably going to, again, flip the politics of the galaxy just disappear. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's going to be... It'd be like saying, yeah, Luke, Leia, and Han just, yeah, they fucking lived happily ever after, after the battle then. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle these characters, because I do think you have to capitalize... I mean, and I'm, I know what I'm going to say has been proven wrong by the sequel trilogy, but I think you have to capitalize on these new characters relatively soon, within the next 10, 10 years. Um, but it, yeah, why not? I mean, that, that, I've, you've heard me bitch about the goddamn schedule they rolled out. I, I think it's ridiculous that they, they, they've been so scared by what happened with Solo that they're, uh, we can no longer release two Star Wars movies in the same year. Fuck, we can't ever release two Star Wars movies year after year now. Yeah, it's... We're so guarded now because of one misstep, which was just idiotic in the end. I mean, it was 100% Disney's fault. I mean, the fact that you have people clamoring online and hashtagging make Solo 2 happen goes to show you that the fans want more Solo. But because Iger's a greedy bastard and stupid and for some reason thought Mary Poppins would be a bigger draw in December of 18 than fucking solo. Now we're at the, now we're at a stage where like, Hey, fuck it. After rise of Skywalker, we're going to take three years off of fucking star Wars movies because we feel we fucked up and you guys hate us now. And that's going to please you for some reason. And by the way, when they do come back, we're going to go ahead and act like it's 1999 again <laughs> and take damn near three fucking years to produce a new movie. Yeah, I, I, Yet, within the same fucking company, that's pumping. they've just released the, what? what is it, Nick? The 28th entry in the first three phases of MCU yeah. is probably going to be the highest grossing movie of all fucking time. And oh, by the way, it came out a month after another MCU movie and two months before another MCU movie. <laughs> I, I I will say that the decision to, to keep Mary Poppins in the December slot may be the worst executive decision ever made by the head of a major movie corporation in the history uh, 100%. of cinema. A hundred percent. And this two year, three year break bullshit is nonsense too. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It, 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 to me, it's it's these these motherfuckers. They think too hard, and they 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 take these ass white, low life fuck troll social media fucks, and they take them seriously, and they 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 affected upon their business decisions. I mean, they did it with James Gunn, and luckily they reversed it because they realized they were fucking stupid. But to me, it's it's no different than what they're doing with the rollout of future Star Wars. It, it's a knee-jerk reaction to nonsense, all because they didn't make a billion dollars on a movie that they still made money on. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it just it, it bothers me. I mean, and it's 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 insane that we live in a world now where we can get three to four MCU movies a fucking year, but the same company is afraid to release a Star Wars movie every other year it's and like when when the mcu first hit i saw everything but like now it's like i love marvel movies like i cried like a baby during endgame and but it's just like it gets hard when there's so many of them it's like there's another one out like all right 
I, I look, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. This is gonna... You still go. I I know for a fact Nick Caminita will see Spider Man Far From Home. I'll, I'll say this, and you'll you'll be surprised when you hear this. I just saw Spider Man Homecoming two days ago. I hadn't seen it. Like I. All right. Well, I take it back. <laughs> Nick's a fucking weirdo. So we'll just we'll. And it was great. I point. loved it, but I was just like. Specifically with Spider-Man, I'm like, this is the third motherfucking iteration of it. I don't know. I mean, like, well, yeah, I, I get that a little bit, yeah. but it, it, at that point, you should be like, all right, it, it's Marvel's it's Marvel. Yeah. It's MCU now, yeah. so it's not ass wipes. Yeah. So, and look, I saw Homecoming. I loved it. I love the way that the story. I, I mean, Tom Holland to me is what Peter Parker should have been from the oh, beginning. He's, he's fantastic. He is an actual fucking kid instead of having. Right. 28 year old people playing them <laughs> like and, and far kid. from home is literally the end to phase three it is the end cap it's going to provide even more closure than Endgame did so yeah. it, point being you know nick's a weirdo he's cheap he may not go see mcu <laughs> movies when they're in the theaters but the fact that most mcu movies make a killing and they release upwards of three a year Leads me to believe that the Star Wars franchise would be just fine if it was managed the same way and wasn't so, uh, you know, we got to handle it with white gloves because how dare we upset the psycho Star Wars fans? Yeah, I think that I really do think that when Star Wars comes back post Tross and we're in a a post Skywalker world, things will change because I think what's 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 really uh. You give humanity way too much credit. I do, man. because like I, I put a lot of thought into this, uh, and, and we talked about this on a podcast, probably three, four. I mean, you do ago. know, w- recently, some asshole took it upon himself to delete every scene of women in Endgame, uh, right? I did not know that. Like, uh. I mean, th- this is the world we live in now, my friend. So, no, the people that are butthurt over the sequel trilogy will never get over it. I think ever. So like, here's my rationale behind why I think this new Game of Thrones, Weiss and Benioff trilogy is going to bring it back because well, they're going to hate them just because of Game, of, of, Thrones of, Game of Thrones season eight. Yeah, it doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> they're already losing. Yeah, they. They. Yeah, that's just unfortunate for. for I mean, Disney. motherfuckers. I think. I think some douchebags already put together a petition to remove them from the Star that Wars wouldn't, trilogy. That would not surprise me. That would not surprise me in the, in the slightest. But I think it's going to come back because the one place Star Wars has always struggled is foreign. And the reason that it struggled in foreign, specifically in the Asian market, is because the Asian market didn't connect with the OT because it never released there. So you get you know, prequels and sequels coming out in China and then other regions who had never seen the OT and they have no attachment to this story. So here's how we fix it. We release the original trilogy and dub in some fucking Gundam and Dragon Ball. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Dude, if you... I mean, the the shit that some of the Eastern market gets into is mind-boggling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if they can't get into Star Wars, but they can get into some of this other shit, especially some of the super far-out anime, I'm like, what? (laughs) well then you guys i mean fuck you guys that's how i feel what are you talking about so i think i really do think that this next trilogy it's going to be a fresh start nobody's going to have a a a lore or context advantage over any other region because it's going to release everywhere and i think it's going to pick up 
Think it's Nick leans way too left to the light side. Here. I'm, I'm, I'm. You, you, you. I mean, come on, man. You live in America. Like you, you got to lower your expectations for humanity. I know. You have to. I, I, I do. You know for a fact, people are still gonna bitch about something. They're still gonna say it's doing something socially that offends them. Probably. You know it. If there's, I mean, you know for a fact if there's a woman in it, they're gonna bitch. If there's a colored person in it, they're gonna bitch. That, yeah. <laughs> this place, I, I mean, this world is so fucked up now, man. I know. I just like it doesn't matter three years or not, people will still come out in droves, well, small droves that is, and bitch about nonsense. They will, but and complain about oh, Disney ruined another property. Disney ruined Darth Revan. Disney, I just gotta Disney SJW delete women. I gotta hold on. I gotta hold on. I've given up hope in every other reach of humanity. I gotta hold on to the Star Wars one. I can't let it go. I can't let that hope go. More power to you. But uh, before we kind (laughs) of close the, uh, we we had a nice little tangent there in the Daisy Post. But she uh, she did provide another interesting story on her promotion tour, and is when she was at the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She told a story about uh, the first time she heard about the plot of The Rise of Skywalker. And apparently it was at a public cafe in which J.J. Abrams, the director and writer, explained the whole story to her in front of everybody. Yeah, just didn't tone his voice down or anything. She's like, he literally just blurted it out there. And she said, hey, man, everyone can hear us. But she followed up and said, yeah, by the time we got to set, the story had changed. Yeah, I mean, that was probably early draft that that JJ was just spitballing on. But, (laughs) I mean, could you imagine that? I would love to be in that fucking cafe. Yeah, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's also a part of me, the fact that none of this leaked, that feels like this may be a an actress embellishing yeah. something for a talk show. Dude, if you – I mean, it doesn't matter who was in that cafe. If they heard it, somebody knows somebody else of who knows somebody I mean, else, and it'll get it. I mean, you got this asshole Mike Zero, yeah, right, who will literally put anything out there. Just, just make shit up. Like uh, I'm talking ludicrous shit. Like, like Ray is actually an alien clone from Star Trek. Like that. That I'm not, that's about the level of his video titles. That's where he goes with his shit. Yeah. So, the fact that nothing came out, this would have probably been a, a year, year and a half ago. Nothing came out. I'm sitting here going, eh, Daisy, maybe just kind of. Yeah embellishing something making up a a good story to tell on camera because i mean people would like if daisy ridley and jj abrams were sitting in a cafe in a public cafe they would be surrounded by people like there's no way that's the other thing like they wouldn't even be able to have a conversation yeah like unless they were uh, like in a cafe on a Hollywood studio lot. Yeah. Like the, the people, the, Star Wars is one of the most popular franchises on the face of the planet. And like the, the Force Awakens is the highest grossing domestic film of all time. Like it's not even. I, I mean, it just not even Star Wars. I mean, dude, J.J. Abrams yeah. has been a mega celeb since the early 90s. Yeah. I mean, 
it's just not even a question that they would have been spotted. People would have had cameras out. People would have been recording. Of course. Like, it's not even. Hey, whatever, man. I love the girl. I love her. I love her. I mean, she's just still young, middle 20s. She is. I mean. She's promoting. I honestly have no interest in seeing Ophelia, but I'll probably watch it just because she's in it, just like I watched Murder on the Orient Express. Was that any good? Was that good? Yes, it's good because of her. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's still it's it's a decent movie. I mean, I didn't know the story going into it. It's kind of one of those huzzah moments, like huzzah, that's who did it. Yeah. Where they really it, it is pretty decent in terms of weaving the mystery behind who who done it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, dude, it's Daisy. I, I love him. Just look at her. Look at her nice little green. I don't know what you call that thing. Like, I mean, it's almost like it's like a bathing suit top. I mean, <laughs> It's, it's like kind of risque, like a, honestly. It's it, got it, a little midriff showing. It's not a halter top because a halter top doesn't have straps. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, you can tell we're bozos at price shop at Target yeah, for right. our own. I clothes, have no but... idea. If if my girlfriend was looking at this picture, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's called this." I have no. Yeah, fucking to me, clue. it honestly it looks <laughs> like a more fleshed out bra. Yeah, almost like it has more fabric than usual for. It's a bra. like a it's like a bralette that's more yeah has more fabric it's on. honestly <laughs> it's it's something i would not expect daisy really the way no but i mean she, she seems kind of conservative in, in her appearance at least and not anymore uh, i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of short hair but i, I just I, I love this girl she rocks it I, she I, rocks I, it really well i love this girl i just i love her i mean she's fantastic she's a great actress and i love what she's brought to ray and fuck all you people that hate Ray and think she's OP. Honestly, she's got go she's yourselves. got a very infectious personality. Just listening yeah, to her talk, I, I, she's fantastic. I think person. she's badass. She's a fantastic actress. I mean, if you ever watch her, uh, I believe it's on the the TFA behind the scenes. But you get to see her initial audition, and you will realize why JJ made her Ray. Yeah, the fucking I mean, lead of the fucking whole thing. Just literally, they're like talking, and he's like, "Okay, do this," and she just fucking starts bawling and crying. It's amazing. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. So, so anyways, Daisy's out there. She's she's, you know, kind of teasing us a little bit. It's not full on Tross promo. If Ophelia is around, check it out. Support the girl. Uh, she'll she'll be in other Star Wars movies. Don't worry. Uh, unless the world ends abruptly, there's no doubt in my mind that we will see Ray again. Absolutely. So there's no doubt. It's no doubt. And for you people like, oh yeah, she said she'll never do it. Guess what? Harrison Ford said he'd never do it either. Money motherfucking talks. Oh, yeah. Money talks. If you say, hey, Daisy, you want to be in a movie? We'll give you points, and it's going to make a billion at least. She'll be like, you know, I think I can do that. Yeah, I, I, I can. <laughs> I can swing. I can get over my artistic freedom and, and, and you know schedule three months out to go do this. Yeah, no problem. So, Matt, moving into the last you know, and the best of the week. And this is the top five. Instagram why we do what we do on Friday, right? Star here. Wars Artists of the Week. Oh, and look who is on the fucking list. Number one. Number one. Mr. Fucking Star Wars Time Show Super Fan himself. <laughs> Everthin Kylo. Ever thin. No, everything. It's not everything. It's everything. everything. Everthin Kylo. With his badass Commander Pyre shot that I still don't have a figure <laughs> of because Jesse bought him for Manny Boffins instead. Look at that. That's just a low blow. Matt Haywood here. He needs this stuff. And I will say, we know that Jesse is a listener and 
him being he's the best. I yeah. mean, Jesse is our number one fan. He is, and he knows being our number one fan that I can't shy away from Trooper Pits. And that that yeah, that may or may not be the reason he gets a feature every week. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're 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 not ashamed to prop up. Our fans. I mean, this. But is... in all honesty, I mean, Nick, we talked about this last week. There are certain accounts, and Jesse's one of them, where I have to restrain myself from sharing shots on a weekly basis. And you're feeling the same thing on your top five whittle down. Oh yeah, it's it's impossible. Like when I come across Jesse or Sir Dork or Black Series One Six, any of these guys that have been in the top five multiple times, like I, I literally have to stop myself and say, like, hey, this is beautiful beautiful shot but i can't make the top five the same five people every week so i try to you know disperse it a little bit <laughs> jesse hasn't been in the top five for probably three weeks so i well, thought yeah, it was at least time. a week or two <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least a week i thought it was time he make his reappearance in the top five and this is a fantastic shot because like you mentioned matt this is the commander pyre exclusive uh, yeah. galaxy's edge look at that gold motherfucker and it's beautiful like the 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 things like that stand out to me about this shot are all around Commander Pyre's figure. I mean, the pose, like the pose that that figure is in, the, the like the flexibility, the posability of that figure, and then the, yeah. of course, the action in the background with the giant explosion. You oh, have yeah, he's the, got some eh. crackling balls going yeah. off there. And the heavy gunner, the the first order trooper heavy gunner in the front. I mean, this is a beautiful he- action war shot. So here's my take on this one. I mean, Jesse's a practical effects master. It's something I, I try to get better at. Um, the, the pose on Pyre is awesome. I mean, Jesse is one of the best action posers out there. And the fact that Pyre has, Nick, this is what we would call a double-jointed elbow. Yep. So he actually has a joint, like, right where the upper arm connects to the elbow, and then there's a joint in the elbow itself. And that's how he achieved that very realistic gun Hold, yeah, I mean, pose, that is incredible. The way that, like, right. like you said, it's so realistic. That's how you would actually hold the gun if you were running. Like, right. it's um, trust me, in the, in the toy collecting universe, especially those that shoot uh, in the one twelve scale in particular, if you can get double jointed el- elbows, it, it's a game changer. Yeah, so it's a game changer, especially for this type of pose. And I would, I would almost say here, and and Jesse, please correct me if I'm wrong. This may be a layered shot, meaning it's a, a composite of multiple shots of the same scene. And the reason I'm saying that is because, yeah, you get the great bokeh from the fireworks. But if you notice, Nick, we, we're getting some sand particles kicking yep, up. Yep, yep, I see that. Um, so unless the explosion itself kicked up that sand, I'm uh, hypothesizing here that Jesse may have done the explosion and then also did a shot where he puffed up sand and then... You know, kind of layered them together to create this composite. All right. Uh, but, I mean, if he did get the sand to blow up with the bombs, which I'm are, I'm guessing are crackling ball fireworks, that is some next-level shit. And I bow down to you, <laughs> everything Kylo. It's a beautiful shot. So very, very worthy of being within our top five. I mean, if I, you know, there were a ton of, like, this week was particularly hard because you had some just beautiful shares out there. There was one from Father Figures. Um, It was a, it was a Vandor Chewie riding on the back of. Yeah, that was a good one. That one one was so close to making the top five. I wanted to call that one out in particular because if you're listening, Father Figures, beautiful shot. 
fantastic work. Oh, he won't be. Li- trust me, they don't listen unless we tag. Them, so. It's all right. So next, <laughs> that's why we love Jesse because Jesse listens regardless. Yes, we need more more people like Jesse who yeah, just more, listen. More people. If you, if you want to do the right thing in life, do what everything Kylo does. Okay, and we Thanks. know that we have some other loyal listeners out there. We look at the numbers. Yeah. We know that there's Jared, Mister Sir Dork. He, he's a, he's another great Jared. The, he again, Sir Dork. Jared was another one with beautiful Boba Fett flamethrower shot. Oh yeah, I mean, another one stepping up. Uh, we'll, we'll give you some shout outs. Why not? Broken artist, mm. been a big supporter, leaving comments on YouTube. Uh, Triple P, Papa, yeah, Palpatine, Papa Palpatine, another yeah. one that interacts, leaves comments. Uh, Sith load like, of Lego. Sith Lego, yes. The, I yeah, mean, not, Sith load of Lego could be on here every week. Like literally, yeah, I mean, that's a, the shit that he does with Legos and those beautiful. Yeah, but I'm all, I'm just I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> mentioning the accounts that. One, we do feature them. They're always appreciative. They they promote us in turn in their stories. So yeah. yes, we appreciate uh, yeah, the love, love you guys. But I mean, there there really is no better promoter out there than our boy Jesse at Everything Kylo. So get on it, uh, nudge him. Tell him he needs to buy me the Galaxy's <laughs> Edge exclusives. So so. Next, Next up, up in the top five. I, I'm glad you picked this one. I, I love this shit. This man. is insane. So this is a, a shot from at Battlefront Pictures at Battlefront.Pictures on Instagram. And it is what the, the account name suggests. It is a Battlefront 2 in-game image capture. And this looks like like the scene of a movie. This looks like the, like they, they paused the trailer with a stormtrooper climbing up a sand dune and caught this beautiful shot. It blows my fucking mind that technology and in-game image capture has come so far to where you can get a picture like this yeah. that looks so goddamn real. It, it really is. I mean, if you didn't read the caption, you could probably mistake this for a, a movie still. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just that's the level of quality that these Battlefront pictures look like. And I know we talked about a few weeks ago, Nick, but they're using this, what is it, NVIDIA Ansel deal? Yes, yes. Uh, where they can essentially get in the game in more or less stage shots. I mean, th- this isn't like Battlefront playing a match and he just paused it. Uh, from what Nick kind of looked up, it, it sounds like they can essentially get in the game and stage it just like a traditional toy photographer would with their toys and props. Yeah. So again, this isn't, you know, this takes the the same skill set in a way. You know. Being oh, one hundred percent. I mean, you're not holding a physical camera, but you're you still have to stage the pose, the scene, and ultimately the the capture. Yeah. So. so th- th- shit like this just blows my mind every time I see it. I mean. It's it's beautiful the way that this this trooper looks weathered the environment the the entire pose of the of the uh, of the stormtrooper in general, I mean fantastic job done here by Battlefront Pictures and just seeing stuff like this pop up in your timeline a perfect reason to follow accounts like this or, or Jesse, these types of things are you know you you'll scroll through Instagram every day and see pictures of people's kids butt models and shit like that they, they they're they're stupid <laughs> i'm telling you right now the best thing i ever did was break out my instagram life so i have i think haywood.matt that's my dad account that's my okay i'm going to share pictures of my kid yep i got haywood pop toy photography only or behind the scenes and then nick and i have star wars time show which is promoting site content cast content 
as well as other Star Wars artists. Yeah. So, um, I, at this point in time, on Haywood Pop, I will not follow you if your account is mixed up with personal shit in toy photography. I'm not. Uh, no. Haywood Pop is only to look at Star Wars art or toy photography. That's it. It's a good way to do it. So next up. You have to because Nick's right. I mean, most shit people put on Instagram is vomit crap. Yeah. Like, it's, who gives a fuck? It's like, I don't, I don't care. Like, and and I'm telling you right 15. now, the only reason I put pictures of my kid on there is so my, my mom can see them. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, it's not like I mean, like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a dad. I have a kid. I, I don't care. I, I know my kid loves me. I love my kid. We have fun. We take pictures of document for ourselves. I don't give a fuck about what other people get to see. It's just because my mom doesn't live here. Yeah. So the best thing to do is follow a Star Wars time show at Star Wars time show. The, on yeah, this guy's fucking smart. So and listen then, to him. And while you're doing that, follow Haywood Pop. Follow too. Haywood Pop. Follow at Star Wars time show. Use the hashtag Star Wars time show on your shots to get in the top five. Speaking of the top five, let's continue on with number three, an active uh, yes. participant in our Instagram my, my, organic uh, reach conversation. Right. My at-one-time protege who will undoubtedly overtake me here within the next year because <laughs> Mr. Jason B. Michael is, I mean, with every new shot, he improves. He shows you he's a, a, a master. Uh, he took the tutelage of myself and won at Black Series and has ran with it in full. And like I said, he's already getting much better organic reaction to his shots than I can ever dream of getting at this point in time. I mean, this one in particular is just one of those shots that like elicits conversation yes. and like draws exactly. you into it. It's a beautiful mashup shot, and and I love sharing mashups. Uh, I'm not just a Star Wars homer. Yes, every shot we share will have Star Wars in it in some form or fashion. And that's exactly what we get here. Yeah, so we have the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles huddled around a box of pizza, two porgs at their feet, a <laughs> kitty and a puppy. You also see a, <laughs> a, a, a TIE fighter by the feet toy. of Donatello. Yeah, like a random TIE fighter toy. I know. <laughs> and, the, and then what you also see is you see, my, I think that's Mikey, yeah, Mikey's holding, holding the lightsaber. The lightsaber, and then you got Leo kind of putting his finger up towards the top, like, "Oh, I wonder if this would hurt." And when that's Raph doing that, oh, that's, Leo's yeah, the one Leo's the back. The back just, yeah. I mean, Leo, the leader, is always skeptical. You can tell yeah. he's just looking like, "Oh, he's fuck. like, huh?" He's kind of yeah. You're Mike, right. He's looking. Mikey's <laughs> got a fucking lightsaber, and he thinks it's a pizza cutter. This isn't going to be good for us. Donatello, the scientific type, he's like sitting there kind of analyzing his, it. Yeah, yeah, scratches his lip but a little then, bit. Yeah, Raph the meathead's like, ooh. Let me touch look. it. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful shot because what I love about this is this is fucking exactly what the Ninja Turtles would do if they got a lightsaber. Right, like, right. Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, Mikey would be sitting there going, hey, guys, this is totally tubular. Yeah, I mean, if anybody would be able to use it, on the turtles, it would be Donnie because Donnie uses the staff, and the closest weapon to the lightsaber that any of them uses is the staff. Maybe uh, Leo's I, I, swords. I'd go Leo. Swords, I mean, Leo's yeah. got the katana. True, so, true. I mean, yeah, he'd probably be able to whip that pretty uh, confidently. But it, as you, it just—it's really what Jason nailed here. Is it's the the ambiance. It's it's the scenery. Yeah. I mean, the diorama. He, I believe, he had to rent from someone. This diorama is fucking awesome. I mean, that's all real shit. That's not 
images that's real little posters pasted on this diorama that looks like a city alley uh but really i mean jason's he just he excels at posing here and and really the shot is made with the poses because as nick said he could feel kind of the expressions the thoughts coming out of every turtle in the shot yeah so beautiful work Uh, here by jason b michael yeah i i love i mean i I love jason like i said i mean he, he reached out a few months back uh, I was honored that he even thought I was worthy to ask questions of because as we've kind of gone through here on Instagram therapy for Matt, <laughs> uh, Instagram's worked me over pretty hard this past year and a half to the point where um, I struggle to even take new shots anymore. Uh, I, I've got, you know, we were joking about it before, but it, it, it's it's a real issue whether you want to laugh at it or not. But I, I literally... I come down to my my basement entertainment Buddha Star Wars Time HQ anymore, and I I literally I have boxes of toys uh, that that reach as far back as a year ago that I haven't shot yet, just because it's I don't know I I, I, I anytime I get motivated to I'm like well why put the time into it why try to do an elaborate stage elaborate staging like Jason when if you release it outside of a toy pop schedule you might get a hundred likes over ten days. Why do it? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to get through it. But, hey, what it is what it is. I'm human. Uh, I never considered myself an artist until I started doing this. I still don't. Uh, I'm a hack. And IG has made me feel like more of a hack than ever. Uh, just I've been discouraged lately. And it's, it's starting to become kind of a uh, almost like an OCD issue to where I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to stage a new shot again i mean i just got a whole new wave of star wars figures this week i got the mace windu finally the padme finally uh dryden voss and i, I open them i'm looking i'm like uh, i've got 60 figures from last year i haven't shot yet how the <laughs> fuck am i ever gonna do this so i as usual with most things most hobbies things you're supposed to have fun i've i've ruined it at this point maybe take take a little time Oh, I dude, I haven't I haven't done a new. That's a problem. I haven't done a new shot in six, seven weeks. Yeah, you just gotta, you gotta. It'll come I, back. I just, it'll come. Back. I can't get motivated to do it because I know, regardless of what I do, it, it ain't going nowhere. I mean, I, I will, I will say this. I was gonna say this to Jason. I'll say this to you too. I think that you know, Jason was concerned on our Instagram post about the new Instagram changes. You know, like you know, what's gonna happen is you know. How is oh, he's doing. Effect? I'll tell like, you right now, he's doing fine. He's doing I mean, really well, and I mean, sh- here's here's an example. He shared a shot seven days ago, midday of Ant Man and the Wasp, like midday. If I share a shot midday, seven days ago, it might be at a hundred and twenty likes. He's at four forty seven. Yeah. Um, his most recent an hour ago, he's at uh, one hundred and twenty four. 124. Okay, I sh- I shared a shot within the same session as Jason about an hour ago. Let's see where I'm at, just to give you some perspective. 100. So yeah, it's close. Y'all are both close. Come on, 24. Y'all are close. Y'all are close. But yes, I I get it. I I definitely understand that it's discouraging. And this ain't, hey, Jason, listen, this ain't like me comparing my work to yours. I think your shit's fantastic. This is just me lamenting over Instagram (laughs) fucking me in my ass. Because I can tell you right now, I mean, guys like you or Manny Bothans, you can share something midday. And if it's a quality shot, it's going to pop. If I share even a remotely quality shot midday, 
100 tops. 100 tops. I, I've never had a shot shared outside of a toy pop session, which Nick has no clue what it is, but those of you listening to this segment, you know 100% what it is. Never had a shot outside of a toy pop session break 200 likes. Never. Instagram is a terrible, terrible mistress. Yeah. And hopefully... It's a, it's a cockfuck. Hopefully it, you know, I don't want to say it's going to improve. I mean, Nick, honestly, the most likes I've ever had on a shot period in three plus years of doing this, 900. Jason's a few months in. He's already hitting the 1,000, the 700, 900 mark on certain shots. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, so, I mean, that just speaks to his quality as a photographer. Uh, but it's also like, okay, and, and, you know, maybe you'll get it sometimes when I get it on here and sound like negative Nancy. It's like, all right, I mean, I'm the feedback I'm getting ain't great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, your friends and family are saying, hey, it looks great. But when I put it out there to the public system, it's kind of – uh, I, I got to kind of take the feedback as a sign. So, yeah, it is what it is. Anyways, Jason, fantastic shit, dude. Sorry to kind of have a little pity party for myself right there. But those of you in, in the in the toy photography industry, you know what I'm talking about. You, you know what it feels like. You know how I feel and whatever. I'm a pussy. <laughs> Break out your little violins. It is what it is, but there's only so many times I can take from people, oh, no, your stuff's good, and then I, I put something out, and it, it goes nowhere, so it's not good. <laughs> so I'm I'm probably going to quit here within the next year. So. Ugh, don't do that. Once I get through this bag, here's the problem, Nick. I will not quit, at least until I shoot all these goddamn figures that I've been putting off for the past year, but I think <laughs> once I get through that, I'm probably going to kill this fucking hobby. Well, hopefully... When you shoot those figures, you start to get a little bit more love. Oh, I won't, but we can pretend. We can hope. We can hope. There's always hope. And next up, we... I, they, there's, there's a part of me that is just wants to start anew. Just a whole new account and see what happens. Because honestly, Star Wars time at this point gets better growth than Haywood. Probably. I was going to say, it may be worth just making a fresh account. Like, just see. like there, There's some sort of AIDS on Haywood Pop that I just do not think is curable. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if like if there's some sort of fucking Well, I mean, some of the logic you laid out in your article does make sense. Yeah. Uh, where you're saying, hey, when you first drop a post, if it doesn't hit a certain percentage of organic love, it's dead. Yeah. And the fact that I started as a pop photographer, so that's probably where 50%, if not 60% of my following is from. So now that I've shifted into non-pop, they're probably not liking or engaging as much, which tanks them right off the bat. That is, you're you're definitely on to something there. I mean, yeah, you've so, established I mean, a base, and now you've kind right. of moved outside of it, so it's definitely hurting you. No, 100%. And, and like I said, some of these accounts that flabbergast me with their, their following based on their shots, they've always been Star Wars figures. Now, period. yeah, like I guarantee you, if you make a new account and you get... And it grows with the with the content that you're doing now. It'll do far better. Like if you if you just start brand new and it's gonna be like a dick punch over and over again because you're going oh, from man, three thousand to zero. Yeah, bro. It's I don't even know if I can contemplate it. Yeah. I mean, I know I know I am right and I know you're right. Trust me. It's just, am I willing to delete? three years of work yeah i mean that's the hard that's that's the hardest part and it would take 
you know, a, a bitch of a time to build it back oh, it, up. It, right. It, it, it'd probably be at least uh, two years. Yeah. But, it, you know, if you get to the spot where you have your boys sharing your stuff, building your helping you build your account in terms of followers and you and those followers are in line with the organic content that you're putting out, you're you will get more action. Like right, so. 100%. anyways, let's let's <laughs> really kind of I've, I've kind of dominated the top five with a big woe is me part. I might we but. might need to do like just a, a separate cast every every couple of I, weeks on not not I'm being <laughs> real, man. I mean, th- these are issues that other yeah. people feel in the toy photography community. So I'm just I'm just voicing them. I mean, I'm not the only one that feels this. way. Yeah. I know it's, I sound like a fucking Eeyore and I know my shit is not that great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying my work is fucking top notch, deserves a thousand likes by no means. I mean, for the most, for all intents and purposes, I'm a fucking portrait photographer. I mean, it's very basic shit. It's, it's setting up a figure, trying to light it in a way that's interesting and taking a shot. I mean, I'm not the guy that's usually going to get out and do immaculate action shots like everything Kylo or insane practical shots like Sir Dork. Uh, it's just, it is what it is, but I, I've seen similar accounts with similar types of photography, sometimes photography that I consider Funko Pop photography, literally no pose, stand it still, take a shot in the middle of the frame. There we go. That are getting upwards of thousand to 2000 likes. So when I see that as a human and I put something out there, I'm like, Hey, that's, that almost looks like an artistic shot, and it goes nowhere. It's defeating. Yeah, I, I definitely understand. I, I would love to pretend that I am superhuman or a machine at this point, but I'm not. You know, I, I still like. I, you know, I feel. I do have feelings every <laughs> once in a while. Real, genuine feelings. Right. Not, not. So let's let's get to the next one here, man. Yep. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, hey. As some people have reviewed us, this is a conversational podcast. We don't script most anything out. Yeah. All we do is throw up some bullshit and we riff. That's it. That's what happens. That is, that's the exact method right. of our madness here. Th- this is <laughs> as organic as a Star Wars podcast as you're going to get. I mean, we even talk over each other. That's how organic it is. <laughs> there are some times when I'm editing a cast, I go... How the fuck does Nick ever want to talk with me? Because half the time, I just trample him. Hey, you know, we both have ideas we got to get out. And sometimes, since we're not in the same studio together, it just happens. That's just how the online life goes, my friends. Yeah. If anything, with Star Wars Time Show, you're going to get real. Yeah. Real talk. Reality. Yeah. Next up, so we got two left in the top five. This next shot here is from a new person in the top five. At Mandalorian Way, all one word, Mandalorian Way. And this shot, it's another, look, say what you want about me. I'm a trooper homer. You can put troopers up and I'll probably throw them in the top five. You're right, because I think fucking troopers look badass. And this is another trooper shot here. And it's a fantastic action shot. And again, a top-notch posing job by Mandalorian way that really brings this shot to life. It makes it feel action oriented. It makes it feel real. And that's what really made it stand out to me was the way that the figure is posed here. Yeah. And that's what I suck at. So that's probably why no one likes my work, but I can tell you right now, this one, this is a byproduct of crackling balls. Yeah. Cause if you looked right of his lead foot there, yep. see that green shell. Okay. Yes. 
That is a shell of a crackling ball. Okay. So I was I was looking at that. I was like, oh, man, is that like a helmet or is that like – I thought it was like a part of the scene. I, I, yeah, I don't know if, if Mando just forgot to wipe that out or just left it in because it looked like debris. I mean, it doesn't really ruin the shot, but that's, that's crackling ball – uh, uh, like frag material. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, the it just like yeah, and you can almost see, so like is that is that like really bright spot over in the right? Is that like the like the ball itself? Like the yeah. So what these are, Nick? They're they're like the size of a, a super ball. Okay, right. You get out of the twenty five cent vending machine. Or I guess in this day and age, you, they probably charge little kids a dollar, but. They're about that big, and what happens once the wick lights down, it goes into that plastic shell, and really what the charge is, it's a very tiny little cylinder, but once that motherfucker lights, it, it starts spitting out those bright spots that you see, yep. so that's that's why toy photographers almost exclusively go with crackling balls for you know some background fleshing out effects okay uh, because of the the bokeh they can provide the particles they can provide or, or as you see here the that big kind of splash bang yeah yeah uh, they are they're they're fantastic little crackers and they're not super loud so you can kind of get away with using them and not being worried about your neighbors calling the fucking cops on you if you live in a shitty state where you can't light off fireworks even though you can buy them i mean ohio so i live in ohio which is easily one of the more fucked up states in the union but <laughs> we can buy fireworks we just can't light them off yeah that's ridiculous explain that shit to me explain explain that government decision to me to where hey well, well you can buy fucking as many fireworks as you want from phantom fireworks just don't light them off it's like yeah if you want to be a firework display artist and not actually light them on fire it's literally the definition of capitalism yeah it's the most ridiculous the business shit. the business can exist you just can't use their products so they can make money off you you just can't enjoy what you buy dope that's definitely the best business model it's just to sell shit that so i mean can't dude use. honestly like uh, last year's the first time i got into fireworks and photography because i you know, i saw what they can do i mean obviously Jesse everything kylo's a master with them I mean, they really can amp up a shot, but I rolled out the Phantom Fireworks and bought $300 worth of crackling balls. So I, I've got boxes of these cocksuckers, and I'm probably good for at least another year or two. You start just flinging them at kids in the street. <laughs> oh, yeah, Charlie loves these things. Oh, man. Like, there's one, I, I think I released a behind-the-scenes a few weeks back where if you actually had the volume on, you could hear Charlie going, ah! <laughs> because, you know, sometimes when I'm outside staging shoots, uh, my wife and Charlie, they're kind of outside, too, milling around, not paying attention. And when I light one of these off, and it's like, pa 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 She's like, ha! Ah! <laughs> I was like, hey, I, daddy said fire in the Yeah, hole. you got to listen. Heads up. But, yeah. So, anyways, Mandalorian Way, great stuff here. As Nick said, this is kind of a newer account. Uh, not a huge following yet, uh, still under a thousand. But I mean, if you just look through it, there's uh, there, there's potential here. Like uh, we definitely have a new artist coming on board. It's worth checking. Yeah, out. definitely so. So fantastic work here by Mandalorian Way at Mandalorian Way on Instagram. Moving on to number five of the top five, and Matt, I think you may have called this one out to me specifically. In the, like, I don't remember if it was like right after we were wrapping up the Tuesday cast or. If it was, or not the Tuesday cast this week, it might have been like over the weekend. I heard you say something about this shot, or you showed this shot to me in particular. No, you're right. I, I can't I remember like, it either. 
but I, I did definitely mention that I had this in the to share yeah. folder on my phone. Yeah, so this is a shot from South P24 on Instagram. Who's another repeat offender. Oh, yes. In a good way, in a good way. A repeat Star Wars time offender. He's a, he's a returning top five, and he, he's a master customizer and uh, and a, a poser. Yeah, so. <laughs> not, not like a, not poser in a bad sense, like he's trying to be someone he's not. I'm talking like posing, posing toys. the toys. And that's what really stands out in this shot. <laughs> and the, <laughs> what I love about this shot is that, again, this is exactly, I could see this happening in a movie. So what we have here is R2-D2 using his little taser mechanic on his, <laughs> on his you know, person and shocking the shit out of Darth Vader. And Darth Vader, the way that South P posed Oh, he's him, getting fucked up. Oh, yeah. Vader hit, like, his fucking electronics like he's are off going his off. feet. He can't yeah, fucking breathe anymore. <laughs> like, this is... I mean, honestly, what, what South Paul revealed to us is that in the end, R2-D2 could have easily have killed Darth yeah, Vader. Yeah, one shot. That's all it took. I mean, think about what ultimately killed Vader. It was, you know, obviously Palpatine's dark side energy and... You would have to think some of the exhaustion with fighting his son and his son overpowering, but I mean, he ultimately died because Palpatine's force lightning shocked out his life support. Exactly. Like once, he, once the life support on that suit was gone, Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, was right. toast. There was nothing that was, was going to save him. Um, what What even makes this shot better is the background. You have C three PO in one of the most C three PO poses you you will ever see. Just him standing there with his hands in the air. You can almost hear him yelling. Of course. R2, what are you doing? Exactly. (laughs) I'm glad you went that way because it's not, yeah, R2, do it. Get the bad guy. It's literally, R2, why are you doing this? You you fucking bucket of bolts. You idiot. (laughs) You grease bucket. You probably punch him next. I almost look at it as like, what if you know, what if C three PO remembered who Anakin was and that Anakin's Vader? It's almost like three PO is upset that his maker is getting abused right yeah, now like by his little buddy. In that in that moment, he realizes that this is the guy who created. Me. No, don't do it to Annie. It's my maker. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, just everything about this shot—the posing, the electricity that you see pulsing through Vader's skeleton. I mean, it's just so well executed by South P24. It's posed on the Tantive Four. This is almost like this is how you end Star Wars as soon as it starts. You just have R2-D2 shock Darth Vader to death as soon as he busts in the door in the Tantive Four, and then Star Wars ends 15 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, it's funny you bring that up, but if you, if you actually go over to South P's gallery and check it out, so before the R2 shot, there was two others where it is Vader on the Tanty fucking up Rebels. The next one, he's shocking a Rebel. Yeah. And then the one we shared is ultimately the the vengeance of the Rebel droids getting back at Vader. Yeah. So it, it, it's basically a story South P told here in a series of shots, which is which is great. And if you do check out his gallery, you can see his custom work too. And don't worry, Nick, I will be sharing some shots of his. Uh, Leia and Padme's outfit. Yeah, I was going to say I that think is, is very... fantastic. That's a nice little mashup he did there. Yeah, and if we did DC stuff, I would also share his Christopher Reeves uh, Superman because in the end, there is no other Superman than me outside of Christopher Reeves. So, also uh, one thing that I see that South is very good at is headshots. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he loves fucking killing motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, he's got that one with Old Man Logan in yeah. a First Order Stormtrooper outfit. Yep, yep, getting his brains blown out by, by nine uh, them 
Yeah, yang down there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, South P gets brutal, man. I mean, just scroll down. Look what Luke's doing, the job of the Hut's eyeball. Oh, my God. I mean, he's literally jamming his lightsaber through his fucking eye. <laughs> oh, oh so, man, dude. This is all fantastic shit here by Yeah, South no, P. I mean, dude, South P is one of my favorite accounts out there just because of his uh, customizable <laughs> creativity. And he's he's also pretty handy with the photography and the the um, post processing effects. Yeah, I mean, if you if you like these mashups, these kit mashups, there's a ton of them. There's, I mean, Rebel Pilot Poe Dameron. You have, uh, like, you have what looks like fucking Admiral Akbar's head on a on a flight, like a like a Rebel Rebel yeah, Pilot yeah. body. No, he's he's like, got him in a pilot suit. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's like shit. I said. I mean, he. He kit bashes better than anyone, and he also just makes full-on customs out of random parts. Yeah, so. fantastic, fantastic uh, work. Big, here. big, big fan of South P's work, and and definitely this shot here of R two kind of taking it to the guy that wiped out his original owner in Padme. Nice, good stuff here. So that rounds out the top the top five for the week. Lots of fun in this in this top five. We get the you know the the TMNT mashup. We get the R2 shocking uh, Vader here, and then also some fantastic in-game photography skills by Battlefront Pictures. So all around a very fun top five with some of our favorites thrown in there. You guys and gals in the toy photography world, in particular Star Wars, it's just it's getting harder and harder every morning to uh, find new stuff because those of you that are already out there are putting out such great st- work. I mean, it, it really is. It's, yeah, I know this might sound like we're blowing smoke up your asses or whatever, but it's not. I mean, I do this too. I appreciate the art form. I mean, I would appreciate it even if I wasn't doing toy photography. And if you listen tonight, there's a good chance I probably won't be doing toy photography by this time next year. So keep it up. Keep at it. As Nick has said, tag us or hashtag us, Star Wars Time Show. Even if you don't, I have my ways to track down the best, the latest, and greatest Star Wars art on Instagram. And it's not just toy photography. We'll share digital art, illustrations, procreates. It doesn't matter. If it's Star Wars, you've got our attention. All right, people, hopefully you enjoyed this one. A little bit of a longer episode than we've been doing lately, but we we had some good topics. And, of course, I led you down some pretty funky tangents, some self-serving tangents there at the end with IG. But it is what it is. I feel the way I feel. Respect. Right, my friends? You know what you can do for us. We do what we do for you. Now you got to do what we need you to do for us, and that's to go to StarWarsTime.net. Get your ass subscribed if you're not already. We've got every platform out there you could want for podcasts. And if we don't, guess what? Your platform sucks because we've got all the major ones. We are also on YouTube, but you can also get those details on StarWarsTime.net. So that's really all you need to know, StarWarsTime.net, because there's always time for Star Wars Time. All right, my friends. Until next time, may the Force be with you always. (laughs) 